إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يهديه الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد So tonight then you've all prayed the opening night of the prayer most commonly known to everybody as the Taraweeh and it goes by several names all referring to the same point the prayer that is prescribed not just in Ramadan but throughout the year. So firstly everybody should be thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for having had this opportunity to see the opening night of Ramadan. The Salaf as it's mentioned in some of the narrations used to make dua for six months in advance asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to let them live long enough to see the next Ramadan. And that is because of their recognition of the great virtues of this month, their recognition and their understanding of the great blessings of this month. So now that this month has begun, every individual needs to fix their mentality so that it is in place, in the right place, so that the person can benefit from this month in the greatest possible manner. That mentality, as we've generally mentioned before, it requires for a person to understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us for his worship. Allah mentioned in the Quran, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ Allah told us that He did not create the jinn or the humans except for us to worship Him. That is the objective of our existence. That is the purpose of our existence. As Allah mentioned, الَّذِي خَلَقَ الْمَوْتَ وَالْحَيَاةَ لِيَبْلُوَكُمْ أَيُّكُمْ أَحْسَنُ عَمَلًا Allah is the one who created the death and life to test you which of you is the best in actions. So now that this blessed month of Ramadan has come upon us, it is a tremendous opportunity for an individual to rectify himself, to remove from himself the shortcomings that he may have, to remove from himself the deficiencies that he recognizes, to improve and to rectify. And as the scholars, they say, a person who does not utilize the opportunity of Ramadan to rectify himself, then when is he ever going to rectify himself? 
A person does not use this opportunity of Ramadan to remove the sins that he falls into from himself, to rid himself of those deficiencies and evils. If a person cannot use this opportunity of Ramadan to do that, then when is a person ever going to do that? And so, on this opening night then, in the brief reminder, as you're aware, these reminders will occur every night, a brief few minutes to mention some benefits, something that all of us can reflect upon. And so tonight, perhaps we'll just mention some benefits from what was recited in the prayer tonight. Some of the ayat of the Qur'an that were mentioned, a brief tafsir, a brief understanding of some of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informed us about. Right at the beginning of the Mus'haf, right at the beginning of Surah Al-Baqarah, that many of you will have read, many of you will have come across, many of you will be reading now. In the beginning of Surah Al-Baqarah, if you ponder over what Allah mentions, you will notice that Allah tells us that the people, mankind, they are split up into three categories. Mankind, people, are split up into three categories. Right at the beginning of Surah Al-Baqarah. Open the Mus'haf and read the first few pages. What are those three categories that Allah tells us the people will all or are all split up into? Those categories you see here. Allah mentions at the beginning, Alif Lam Mim, ذَلِكَ الْكِتَابُ لَا رَيْبَ that this is the book in which there is no doubt. Hudan lil muttaqin, a guidance for the people of taqwa. Why did Allah say it is a guidance for the people of taqwa? Is the Quran not a guidance for all of mankind? Of course the Quran is a guidance for all of mankind. But here when Allah says it is a guidance for Al-Muttaqeen, then that is to mean that they are the ones who actually take that guidance, practice it, implement it, and benefit from it. The Muttaqoon, the people of Taqwa, the believers, the Mu'minun, they are the ones who take this guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and they act upon it and implement it. الَّذِينَ يُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْغَيْبِ Allah tells us more about these types of people, these muttaqoon, these mu'minoon, these muslimoon. Allah tells us they are the ones who have iman in the ghayb. And certainly the believers, they have iman in the ghayb. They have iman 
in all of that which the Prophet ﷺ has informed us of Iman in what's going to happen in the grave, in the barzakh, Iman in what's going to happen on the day of judgment, all of the resurrection and the people raised up once again, Iman in the affairs of the day of judgment thereafter, Iman in the creation and the world of the jinn and the world of the angels, Iman in all of that which is unseen to us, because all of that is informed, we are told of it in the revelation from Allah. So we have Iman in all of that which we've been told about in the revelation. And more characteristics of the believers that they establish the prayer. يُقِيمُونَ الصَّلَاةِ Meaning they establish the prayer. And that is different to saying يُصَلُّونَ It is different to saying simply that they pray. Rather Allah says the believers establish the prayer. Establishing the prayer that they pray it properly and accurately. They pray it in accordance to its conditions and pillars in accordance to its rulings, in accordance to the timings. They pray with that sincerity properly and accurately. And that is different to somebody who just comes and prays, does the actions and wants to get out. And that is why Al-Shaykh Al-Ithaymeen, Rahimahullah Ta'ala mentioned, when you come to the taraweeh, you come to the prayer, then come with the right attitude. Come with the attitude that this is an act of worship. This is an ibadah you've come to do for the sake of Allah. An act of worship that will be written down for you in your good deeds. Come with that attitude and you get the benefit of the night. Whereas a person who comes with the attitude that they cannot wait to get out, they are just counting down the raka'at, then that is certainly an incorrect attitude to have. How can a person have this attitude to worship that they are counting it down and cannot wait to get rid of it? That is not the way of the believer. So here Allah tells us the believers, يُقِيمُونَ الصَّلَاةِ وَمِمَّا رَزَقَنَاهُمْ يُنْفِقُونَ And from that which we have provided them, they spend of it. They spend in the path of Allah. They spend in charity for the sake of Allah from what Allah has bestowed upon them in the first place. It is not you who has earned your wealth for yourself. Rather, that is what Allah has blessed you with. Then Allah mentions, وَالَّذِينَ يُؤْمِنُونَ بِمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْكَ وَمَا أُنزِلَ مِنْ قَبَلِكَ وَبِالْآخِرَةِ هُمْ يُقِنُونَ That they believe in what is revealed to you and before you, and they believe in the day of judgment. They are the ones upon guidance from their Lord and they are the successful. All of this opening talking about one of the three categories of people. And that is the category of people who believe in Allah inwardly and outwardly. Inside, outside, inwardly, outwardly. They are upon Iman. And they are 
the believers. They are the mu'minun, the muslimun, the muttaqun. That is the first category being described in the opening ayat of Surah Al-Baqarah. Then when you go on, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا سَوَاءٌ عَلَيْهِمْ أَنْذَرْتَهُمْ أَمْ لَمْ تُنْذِرْهُمْ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ خَتَمَ اللَّهُ عَلَىٰ قُلُوبِهِمْ وَعَلَىٰ سَمْعِهِمْ وَعَلَىٰ أَبْصَارِهِمْ غِشَاوَةٌ وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ عَظِيمٌ Then Allah goes on to mention the disbelievers. That those who have disbelieved, it is the same whether you warn them or not, they do not believe. Allah has sealed their hearts and their hearing, and there is a covering upon their sight. And for them is a great torment and punishment. These are those individuals, the kuffar, the disbelievers, those who disbelieve inwardly, and they disbelieve outwardly, apparent and open kuffar. That is a category of the people. Then after that, Allah mentions to you also a third category of people. And the third category of people, who could they be? They would be the ones who inwardly disbelieve, but outwardly portray that they believe. And they are the munafiqoon. The hypocrites, and they are mentioned in these ayat that follow. وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَقُولُ آمَنَّا بِاللَّهِ وَبِالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ وَمَا هُمْ بِمُؤْمِنِينَ There are those who say we believe in Allah and the last day, but in reality they are not believers. يُخَادِعُونَ اللَّهَ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَمَا يَخْدَعُونَ إِلَّا أَنفُسَهُمْ وَمَا يَشْعُرُونَ They think they are deceiving Allah and the believers, and they are only deceiving themselves. Upon that hypocrisy of theirs, that nifaq of theirs, fi qulubihim marad, there is a disease and illness in their hearts, fazadahumullahu marada. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increases that disease in their hearts, walahum adabun alim, and they have a painful torment, bima kanu yakthibun, because of that. What they used to deny and belie. وَإِذَا قِيلَ لَهُمْ لَا تُفْسِدُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ قَالُوا إِنَّمَا نَحْنُ مُسْلِحُونَ When it is said to them, do not cause corruption upon the earth. They say, but we are the rectifiers. We are the good doers. أَلَا إِنَّهُمْ هُمُ الْمُفْسِدُونَ وَلَكِنْ لَا يَشْعُرُونَ Rather, they are the... Ones who cause the corruption, but they don't perceive it. وَإِذَا قِيلَ لَهُمْ آمِنُوا كَمَا آمَنَ النَّاسِ And if it is said to them, believe, have iman, just like the Sahaba are upon iman, just like the believers are upon iman, their response is, أَنُؤْمِنُوا كَمَا آمَنَ السُّفَهَا Should we believe like the foolish ones have believed? أَلَا إِنَّهُمْ هُمُ السُّفَهَاءُ وَلَكِنْ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ Rather, they are the foolish, yet they do not perceive, they do not recognize, they do not comprehend that they are the foolish. For indeed Allah mentions regarding that category of people, the مُنَافِقُونَ إِنَّ الْمُنَافِقِينَ فِي الدَّرْكِ الْأَسْفَلِ مِنَ النَّارِ 
that indeed those hypocrites, they are in the lowest pits of the hellfire. The lowest pits of the hellfire. So here in the very opening of Surah Al-Baqarah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is informing you of the mankind of the people and how they split up into three categories. One category, open kuffar. Another category, the hypocrites, the munafiqun. And the third category is the believers, inwardly and outwardly, upon iman and sincerity in their worship, in their ibadah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So a person needs to recognize and understand that you are required to be from the category of the believers. You do not wish to end up in the category of the munafiqun. And certainly the Prophet ﷺ warned us from being like the munafiqun, those who come to the prayer lazy, lazy and they don't want to be in the prayer, they don't want to be in that ibadah. They don't want to be worshipping, they want to be relaxing. And that's why the scholars, they say there is a huge difference between a person who loves to do the worship. He comes with a love and a desire to come and worship Allah compared to a person who comes with like a burden upon his shoulders. He cannot wait for it to finish so he can get out. There's a huge difference between the two types of people. So think about how much difference there'll be in the reward of those people. Both of them come and spend an hour and a half praying. One of them loving every moment in worship to Allah. The other one counting down cannot wait to get out. Then what's going to be the different levels of reward for the one who was upon sincerity loving the worship? And for the one who just wanted to get out, you're going to do worship to Allah, do it with sincerity. This whole month now, the month of Ramadan, every day when the fasting occurs, and you experience that hunger, then that is good. You are supposed to experience the hunger. It is one of the wisdoms and the benefits of fasting, so that you recognize how weak you are in front of your Lord. And you recognize what blessings Allah has given you. That you're experiencing this hunger temporarily. And later you will have the spread of food available to you. So when you experience the hunger in Ramadan. And you experience the thirst in Ramadan. Then remember that this is being done for the sake of Allah. فَإِنَّهُ لِي As Allah said, fasting is for me. تَرَكَ طَعَامَهُ That person has left his food and left his desires for the sake of Allah. So don't go through Ramadan thinking, when's it going to end? How much time left to Maghrib? Rather you're thinking, the more time left, the better. When the Prophet ﷺ said to the companions, لَا تُوَاصِلُ نَهَاهُمْ نَهَاهُمْ عَنِ الْوِصَالِ The Prophet ﷺ said to them, don't do continuous fasting. Meaning you fast all day and when it gets to Maghrib, you don't open your fast, you carry on. The Prophet ﷺ told them, don't do that. But then one man, he said, Ya Rasulullah, innaka tuwasil. But O Messenger of Allah, you do that. Meaning, why can't we do that too? 
They wanted to emulate the Prophet ﷺ and carry on beyond Maghrib. Didn't even want to open their fast at Maghrib. They want to carry on. Carry on being in that worship. As long as they are in that fasting, they are in obedience and ibadah. So recognize that this is a tremendous act of worship this month. Make the mentality every day that it's not a case of counting down the minutes. It's not a case of counting down the raka'at. If you have that attitude throughout Ramadan, then you'll come out at the end not really having benefited. But your attitude is every minute you are in that ibadah, it's being written for you as reward. Insha'Allah ta'ala. Every minute you're in that fasting, the more it goes on, then you're upon reward for that deed you're doing. That is the way a person thinks. Man qama Ramadan iman al-ihtisaba. Man sama Ramadan iman al-ihtisaba. A person who fasts and prays in Ramadan with iman and desiring the reward from Allah, then his past sins are forgiven. So be upon that right mentality of iman throughout this month. And do not be upon a mentality of wishing for it to go and counting down on the, on the charts and crossing out the days, waiting for it to come to an end and get it over with. That is not the attitude of a strong believer. So change the attitudes just as the Salaf used to. And that's why at the end of the month, as a Shaykh al said, you're all going to be one of two categories of people. At the end of the month, everybody is going to be one of two people. Either you're going to be overjoyed that you finally got rid of Ramadan and you're free. That means you've not really benefited. If at the end of the month you're glad you've got the burden off your shoulders, no more fasting for a year. If that's your attitude when you get to the last day of Ramadan, if Allah decrees that for you, then that is not a beneficial way to behave. It is not a beneficial attitude to have. The second category of people, the Sheikh said, are the ones who feel sad at the end of Ramadan. Sad that this blessed month has gone, that these jama'at and these, the prayer together, the congregation, the, the Qur'an, the recitation, and how much there was and the benefit, all of that fasting and Ramadan, the blessings have finished now. In terms of the month, of course the worship never finishes. The Qur'an, the prayer, the, the, the fasting, that all continues. But there's a category who feels sad that Ramadan, the blessed month, has come to an end. That's the type of person you want to be at the end of Ramadan. That you feel sad, it's over. Not that you feel relieved that you've got rid of it. So now that we're upon the eve and the opening of it, then correct and rectify the attitudes towards this month from now. So that you may come out at the end of it having benefited rather than coming out at the end of it the same as you go into it today. So we'll conclude upon that short reminder for tonight. Uh, and until tomorrow, inshallah ta'ala, wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.